Hello, and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, starting with F's, the frank yet friendly, in-your-face, fellow podcaster, the mighty fine Mary Abijay. <laughs> Oh my God, Chris, that was stellar. If I wasn't so lazy, I would stand up and give you a standing ovation. Um, <laughs> that was great, especially the in your face, in your face. Yeah, the frank, but yet friendly, in your face, fellow podcast. Oh, that was fantastic. All right, so mine is going to pale by comparison, everybody, but I am going to be in your face while I introduce to you my fabulous, friendly, and clearly flawless co-host, <laughs> Mr. Chris DeSantis. Well, hello, Mary Abijay. How you doing? I am doing fine, if we're keeping with yeah. the Fs. I feel feisty. I feel fine. Uh, and I feel a little frisky because we have kind of brisk fall weather here today. Yeah, we have that here as well. It's, it's, it's turning finally. It's turning. But it's, not, it's still green. We, we are not into the colors yet. Yeah. I know you have to go like up north for the colors. Yeah. And the, you know, the problem I have with Illinois, I, I live in Illinois, I, in Chicago. And the only problem I have with it, it's so flat. It's just flat. I miss Pennsylvania, where I'm from, because of all the hills. You know, I was just in Pittsburgh two weeks ago. And, oh, you know, my brother lives in Pittsburgh. Oh, well, you know, oh, I, Mark DeSantis lives in Pittsburgh. Yes, he does. Damn it. I should have, I've been dying to meet him. All right. So next yes, time I'm in Pittsburgh, does. I'm going to be yeah. knocking on his door. Surprise. Ah! It's the in your face, <laughs> fabulous, friendly. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was going to say, and you know, it's a little, it's a little like puddle jumper of a flight from DC to uh, Pittsburgh, but I always forget how gorgeous Pennsylvania is. Like just, yeah. it is so beautiful and green and hilly. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I always forget how beautiful Pennsylvania is. No, it is. And driving through it, there's just, it's really is quite lovely. I I, I agree with you that I, I miss that part of it. it yeah. But because yeah, oh, well. you're right. It's kind of flat in Chicago, but Chicago's oh, a great my city. God. It's a great city. Yeah, yeah. Although I, it, it's easier to ride a bike here. Let me just tell you that. Oh, that's true. It's a lot easier to ride a bike. So, you know, Chris, I was telling you a couple of weeks ago that uh, um, I've had several people come up to me of late and say that they're fans of the podcast, uh, yeah. which is so fun. Uh, and so I think with our, you know, 50 some listeners, we've reached a level of fame, <laughs> 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 which is, which is how I'm going to, uh, put us into this week's topic, which is all about, uh, the fame game this oh, week. I love that. So the we've got game. three questions about people who want to be famous or people who are well-known or somehow well, related to being like infamous or famous in some you way. You have been famous, right? You you ran a famous bar. That was, everyone knew you then, right? You know what? I, I did. And I really didn't realize how kind of famous, uh, I mean, we're talking right. DC famous people, but yeah, at the yeah. time, like it was really well-known and I'm really surprised at how many people still know and remember that. So, but I was so young. I like, I didn't really think that anyone knew about it, right? Or didn't think that right. it mattered. Yeah. Weren't you also, didn't you have a radio show or a TV show? I in did. DC? I did. Yeah. I used to be on the TV a lot, every month, uh, I guess in one of the morning shows. And uh -huh. then I had a radio show for years in DC. And, and so I famous. Yeah. It, well, one time I was, I was going into a, um, a government building, as I do very frequently, doing since they're big clients of mine, and you got to go through all the security rigmarole when you're going into uh, government buildings. It's really, it's really kind of 
annoying. Uh, And I was going through one and for some reason, the security guy was giving me a hard time about something, maybe the buckles on my shoes or whatnot. And he goes, wait a minute, your voice sounds really familiar. Are you that woman on the Women Talk radio show every Sunday? And I was like, well, yes, I am. (laughs) He was like, hey, everybody, she's on the radio every week. And like, he let me through without like going through the scan. (laughs) <laughs> the one time, the one time somebody actually recognized me, but it worked out well. I think that's great. Yeah. That's amazing that they get your name. And the only fame that I get now is because of my last name, DeSantis. DeSantis yeah, and I'm sure. That- so every time I speak, they all, you know, there's uh, there's a question of if I'm related or not, which I believe we are. So that fame could cut both ways. <laughs> well, it, yeah, exactly. Because um, his grandfather and my grandfather came from neighboring cities. So Sharon and Sharpsville abut each other. Ah. And so they're from Sharon and my grandfather's from Sharpsville. And so they're both DeSantis's, of course. And I was told when I was young that I had second cousins in, in Sharon uh, that I hadn't met. So I think by be- virtue of because the towns, these are small towns. Yeah. And a DeSantis moving here from a DeSantis moving So I think we might be have... Uh, Common roots. Like second cousins, three times removed. Exactly. But not. Well, Chris, you have also a level of fame with with the generational expertise because I can remember. No, seriously, I can remember years ago, we used to do a lot of uh, presentations and workshops on generations. And uh, I would hear from clients, yeah, well, we already had that Chris DeSantis come and talk to us. (laughs) And I'm like, who is this Chris DeSantis? And then like 10 years later, now I know they made the right choice going with that Chris DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that. I would, that's funny. funny Has fame ever been important to you? Well, um, have, not having it, <laughs> you get used to it. So I, I think, no, I don't think it's been important. Because, again, I'm not, I don't strive for fame. You know what I'm saying? Here's a good question. Would you rather be famous or rich? Oh, I think rich would go. I'd go, I'd go with rich. What do you? What do you want? I think I'd go with rich but i might be i might have just enough an ego to like choose fame on a bad day well i would i would if i'm gonna i'd go with rich and then just buy fans (laughs) i'd go with fame and sell it for rich (laughs) well are you ready to go yeah 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 by the way uh listeners if you have a choice on that just write us yeah tell us what would you choose famous or rich yeah yeah exactly Um, all right, our first question is from Too Big for His Britches in Boise. Ooh, I like that alliteration. <laughs> I love that. Hello, this is probably a question for Mary. I have numerous management training contracts and relationships with accounting firms. Their employees receive continuing education credits that they, that they are required to complete each year. So my business has been evergreen. I farm out the work to subcontractors. One is exceptional. The clients love him and request him all the time, but now he's using it to get paid far more than the other contractors. I've also learned he's been talking to people in the HR departments asking what other needs outside of my offerings they might be interested in. I'm concerned. How do I keep him in the fold, not make my other subcontractors unhappy, and finally see him start his own operation? Signed, too big for his britches in Boise. Mm, wow. By the way, this is a Mary question because Mary uh, does have a consulting firm do. that does you. Do you use, you, you use subcontractors or are they all employees? Nope, we use a lot of independent contractors. Not a lot, okay. but a, f- a handful. Well, I'll give my two cents and then I think okay. Mary will bring it on home. Um, you, look, 
this person wants to be more than a subcontractor. That's that's evident, right? And so you're at a juncture here is, uh, of giving this person more or risk losing them or worst case scenario, lose them to become a competitor. Mm-hmm. So I say um, doing more with them, meaning do do things with them. Tell him you're aware of the conversations he's having with in HR and ask what, what has he learned so far? What are these things that we're not doing that he thinks we could be doing and then I would add, I would tell him, look, here's the deal. I'm going to set you up to be my instructional designer on this, and let's let's create a test offering around one of the things you think are worthy of doing. We'll market it together. You will have exclusive delivery of that, meaning you get the uh, delivery, and you get a cut above on every one of the deliveries you make. And what I will see here is how is he doing with this? And then I, I think I would repeat this process with other offerings and then eventually bring him into the fold. Maybe there's a path to partnership with this individual. The beauty of this is when you're doing it under your label, you own the product. So in that sense, if he does walk, he walks away with doesn't walk away with your product because you paid for the development and it's your and it's part of your repertoire. So I think it's a win-win. Yeah. No, I like that. You know, and this, you know, this is tough one. And this is a challenge for anybody who hires independent contractors right. or subcontractors, especially in the services business. Uh, so there's really no easy answer. Um, but I do think that as you uh, have this company, you do need to be realistic about both the benefits and the drawbacks of using independent contractors, like really start to think about this. You mm-hmm. know, of course, the benefits are they can help you grow your business and they can do it without saddling you with W-9 employees, you know, on a payroll that you have to meet every week. So there are some benefits, but the drawbacks are uh, that they can poach your clients or poach your intellectual property. So right. as Chris said, there's not, you, there's, you know, you can bring them in more, but you have to really start to figure this out. So now I'm thinking about like, I don't know how long you've been in business or the size of your business, because I, I, one of my ideas was, as Chris said, to actually like bring the, this person into the fold. Uh, because if they are that good and they have some growth potential or they're looking to grow past your offerings, uh, then, uh, you might be best off like, figuring out if you can bring this person in full time. Uh, This person could, as Chris said, also be interested in just starting hanging their own shingle, right? Being Mm -hmm. an independent contractor is uh, a tried and true way to start one's own business. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's how I did it when I started. I'm not sure if Chris, if you were an independent contractor, it's how we all do it for you. So if uh, I would have a conversation with this person and really have a heart to heart understanding, like what are their interests? Do they want to come into the fold uh, more deeply? Uh, And uh, if so, then that's the time to think about what are the financial uh, kind of machinations you can make of that. You could go with Chris's mm-hmm. idea, which I love, or you could give them um, referral fee, or you know, you could charge more for them and pay them more. Lots of things you can do to figure that out. You are going to need to really revisit your um, uh, independent contractor agreement, uh, being really clear on the non-compete part of that. Um, so you know, ours has like a two-year non-compete. Um, or you could talk about like if they do sell additional services to your clients uh, that you don't offer, not a lot you can do about that, but you could set up some referral mechanisms. So you mm-hmm. are both giving each other money for that, uh, some financial arrangement. Um, and, you know, it's just you're going to have to try something and be creative. But I think you need to bring this person into the conversation. Uh, some, I will say this, some 
independent contractors are going to be super honest. Uh, I have an independent contractor that has worked with me so long. People email her directly and she always tells me about it first. Um, always mm-hmm. runs everything through. Some are not going to be this way. So you've really got to figure out if it's better to make this person an employee, perhaps bring them in for a partnership uh, or whatnot. But it's, it's a tough one. It's something that you will have. You will have uh, your every time you use contractors. Oh, the other thing I think we did not address is because you have other subcontractors and they might be aware of this. I would bring them in as well and to say, here's what I'm doing with this person. And I bring this up because this person is giving me, uh, basic, basic clients love them and, they're, and they've identified other things that clients want and we're trying it. Now, if you see these things happening, if you do that, I will, I will give you that opportunity as well if we find an opportunity that we can both agree upon. Yeah, I would wouldn't bring them in until I actually had a tried and true model. Like I would, Oh no, no, I would yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the because, success first. Uh and you know the other yeah, thing exactly. is is you know, uh one of my employees, um, and you know, you should also do the math on whether or not like I don't know if you have any full time delivery people, but you should do the math. You'll grow your business better with a full time employee that, uh, over a subcontractor. I know every time I've hired somebody full time, it's always just boon, been a boon to the business. Um, but I would also say uh, one of my employees, Kristen, she used to be uh, an independent consultant for another company. And mm-hmm. the, and of course, everyone loved her because she's f-ing fabulous. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the clients would request her and the company would say, I'm sorry, we don't, we sell services, we don't sell people. Uh, oh. And the clients were like, okay, that's fine. We get it. So the other thing you could do is tell your clients that love this guy. Um, I'm sorry, we can't guarantee any particular trainer. Um, mm-hmm. here was it, or you could say like, you know what, that person's on a different pay tier. And if you're going to have to pay that contractor more, charge the client more for that person. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. So there's, I love this that. is so much of this is the, the, I separate this into two areas. There's the protection of your, of your client base and your IP. Like how do right. you keep that honest and square affair? The other one is just a financial arrangement. Like how are you going to make this person happy and, you know, without overpaying or, you know, so there's kind of two different threads I think you need to pull. No, no, I think that's great. I think that's good advice. By the way, if, uh, uh, who is this? Too big? Too big. Too big. If you do have other questions, you know, write back. Mary Mary knows stuff on this. <laughs> oh she does. Thanks. She does. Thanks, Chris DeSantis, for offering more free advice from Mary Appleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make it a personal <laughs> one. Don't, you know, just write it to Mary alone. And then... It is. It is. I love it. Well, good luck. <laughs> no, yeah, when no. I read this question, yeah. I was like, oh, this is always yeah. so hard. Um, so, all right, great. All right. Good <sighs> one. Are you ready for the next question? Yes, please. This is from The Big Bang Theory in Trenton. Dear Mary and Chris, recently, one of our employees did something amazing. Our production facility deals with volatile chemicals that have to be kept at a certain temperature. By quick thinking, she took action one day when one of the meters that regulates the temperature gave a false reading on the dashboard. The temperature was shown as constant when, in fact, it was actually rising. She happened to be in the area, saw perspiration on the vessel, and immediately took action to bring the temperature back down. Had she not done that, there would be no plant. The problem is that she's an awful worker otherwise. (laughs) She was on a performance improvement plan, a PIP, for the very reason that she is never where she is supposed to be. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) This isn't the right job for her, but now she's quote, unquote, untouchable. How do I convince her or management that she needs to be moved or moved out? Signed the Big Bang Theory and Trenton. Oh, oh my no, God. About it. to get fired and then saves the plant from, I know, from the, explosion. The big, I love the Big Bang Theory. That's funny. <laughs> Chris, this is a good one for you. Well, this is funny. I, I, you know, first of all, let me just say this to Big Bang. You're alive. <laughs> You're alive. Be grateful for small mercies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so. Uh, you know, you can't let her go. This is just crazy to even imagine that you could let her go. And the fact that you're entertaining the notion of letting her go after she saved your life <laughs> says more about you than it does about her. Uh, so it's like so that I, urban myth of someone who gives some of their kidney, gives their boss their kidney, and the boss fires them like a year later. Anyway. Oh. Oh, that was that one about the Ford dealership. Yeah, that was yeah. a true story, right? That was a true yeah. story, yeah. right? Got fired. <laughs> what a drag that would be. All right. Anyway, I think what you got. Look, she she's not in the right role. Okay, but let's let's go the upside of who this person is. She she's clearly smart. She rec- she's fast on her feet, and she can do things that need to be done when they need to be done in the moment. So maybe there's a better role for her. You know, I. I in, in the sense that maybe she could troubleshoot. Maybe there's a safety uh, role for her. My point is, do a little job crafting and say, what what does she do well? What does she do well? You know, it sounds like to me she's she's bored at the other job she has, staring at a control panel of some kind, and maybe she needs to be moving around. I also think, too, that she has saved this plant, so she's got extreme pride of place. So I think if you think about or that, it's okay. Wants to stay alive, <laughs> or does want to stay alive, because or she's she's not fast. <laughs> so, so she had to get the temperature down, or she's going up with the up with the plant. So, but I do think if you talk to her, sit her down and say, hey. W- this this job that you had, this performance uh, with the PIP that you're doing, the, you were doing that because you weren't fit for this particular role. But it's clear you're adding value. It's clear you've done amazing things. So what do we need to do? What are the things that you're really good at doing? What are you interested in doing? And let's see if there's a place that we can create for that. So I think that's probably the way I'd go. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I completely agree with everything. It's not yeah, the right can. role, but she, uh, you know, she, she did you a solid, man. She yes, saved she your plant she and said, your life. Like, you, can't, you gotta like, Give it some time. But I do agree. And you probably should have been doing that in the first place anyway, like finding a good role for her. But you didn't know that she was good at something, which is spotting perspiration. Um, so if you decide that you don't want to go that way or there isn't any other role, the uh, my only other option would be just remember that she's untouchable for now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's the other thing. People's other memories thing. are short. You saved my life today, but next year, what have you right. done for me lately. <laughs> oh, that's so right. you got to figure out about whether you keep her working on her pip now, or you just like, let it go. See if maybe her pride of like saving everybody's butt, like encourages something. Um, and then just give it a, you, you, are, you, you have, you can't do anything now. Like, so you're gonna have to give it some exactly. time. People's memories are short. Um, the other thing I would say, uh, is like, just also make sure that she was rewarded appropriately. Um, like <laughs> well, maybe yeah, a true. big cash bonus would also can, you know, help her decide. I don't A take, Starbucks gift yeah, card. Yeah, give her, <laughs> give her a $10 Starbucks <laughs> gift card. You know, like give her a good chunk of change and maybe she'll be like, you know what? Take this job and shove it, bitches. I'm rich. Like, Actually, you know, no, I'll tell you, uh, why don't you tie it to a sabbatical? Oh, even better. You would say, look, we're going to give you 
three months off or something with with pay. pay. I love that. And so maybe you can explore, forget about this pit for now, explore if there's other things you want and then come back. Your job's here when you come back if you want it. I like that. I that like would that. Work. See? Yeah. See, so there's lots of things you can do. Yeah. Just got to be a little creative, a little patient, or right. be very coachy and, and, and forthcoming. So you get to decide. Big Bang, we really, we gave you lots of good ideas. Lots of good ideas. Lots and good you're ideas. alive today. For it. I would say <laughs> give her a card. At least get her a card. <laughs> oh my God, please don't give her a gift card to Starbucks. Please give her some serious cash bonuses. Maybe, maybe a bronze sculpture of her, like a, you know, or maybe like a more than a plaque. It's gotta be more than a plaque. Maybe you could yeah. name the plant after her. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm all yeah, about yeah. the money though. Give her some cash. I no, like the I three months sabbatical. That. I think that's a great idea. I think so too. Cause if, look, if she's not happy with what she was doing, she could sort of, you know, you wouldn't tell her to do that, but she'd maybe look around, see what's out there. And by the time she comes back for three months, people will have forgotten that she saved the plant and you can fire exactly. her then. Exactly. Or the, or they never fixed the control panel and there is no plant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All, All right. right. Uh, All big right. bang. You are done. And we are moving on to, oh, this is a good one. What would you do in Minnesota? Hey guys, I have a side hustle. I mean, who doesn't? That's growing in popularity. I'm not an influencer yet, but if I keep doing what I'm doing, I think I could be. I work for a custom furniture making company. It's small and well thought of in the industry. My side hustle involves making videos about wood. I know that sounds odd, but I talk about the properties of wood, how to create your own designs, what you need to know and how to build them. I am not a master craftsman, and so I take what I learn at work and I share it. I'm worried for two reasons. One, this company doesn't allow employees to have part-time work. And secondly, they are very private in the how they operate. It's part of their mystique. So what should I do if and when they find out? If I lose my job, I lose my source of material for my side hustle. Signed, what would, W-O-O-D, what (laughs) would you do in Minnesota? Oh, that's good. Can I just say, this is not my sister's company. Oh, right, 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 right. Everyone knows my sister owns a custom furniture making company. This is not them. Um, Although this could be a problem. It could be. You know what? I should have reached out to my sister and asked her what she would think about this. Although yeah, they this love, would have been a good one. Although uh, Dave Stein Woodworking, uh, Dave Stein, but they love the social media. So they would probably be like, they'd probably want to hire this person. Yeah, because it sounds like this one doesn't, uh, we don't know that yet here. Because by the way, not knowing the owners on this, because yeah. if they're so uh, protective of the mystique of their work, they might t- somehow take offense to this. But let me just say this. The more popular you get, sooner or later, somebody's going to find out. I this think it's safe like, to say when and not yeah. if, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's your. It's a wood podcast, <laughs> or you know, it's a wood video. Whatever. It's wood. Uh, so it's sooner or later, somebody in wood will see this wood, and they were going to get back to somebody. So, um, I, 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 you know, my thought was on this is, uh, don't fight it. Go with it. I, you know what I might consider doing is make a series of demo videos that showcase not just the wood, but the company, its product and its people. You know, some, do a series of these things that you have them, um, I will call them in your back pocket. 
Uh, so it, because it, if, if mystique is part of the brand, then what I would do is make the videos more romantic than technical. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because if it gets too technical, they might take a front. Don't show them how we do that. But if, it's, if it has a mystique to it, it has, it has a lure. Now, I wouldn't show the, uh, as again, I, I wouldn't show the sort of the nuts and bolts, but I would give the, the feel, the texture. Uh, you, you seem to have alluded it into the videos you're making anyway, in terms of the properties of the wood and all of, you know, how you design all of those things. Now, when the time's right, and that would be when they discover that you're making these side hustle videos, you bring these videos out and explain uh, that how they can be leveraged and based on how you have grown followers already and that you'd make I'd like this to be part of the company, that you have been planning all along to introduce this. These are the preliminary ones I thought, and I think it should be part of our portfolio. Now, I, I quite frankly, the worst case scenario, they let you go. And my point in this is you have basic skills, you now have a portfolio, and there's got to be other more nimble, uh, I would say, interested small uh, boutique uh, furniture makers that would be very interested in bringing you on. Yeah. And we could ask Dave Stein. Yeah, we could ask Dave Stein, his opinion. You know, yeah, I like what you said. Um, you know, uh, focus more on the mystique and not on the technical part because you don't, you really yeah. don't want to be giving away like their proprietary exactly. techniques. So I think you you should be very careful about that right now because that could get you in trouble. Um, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little, I, I agree. Like these videos could be great marketing. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, a smart company would really see if you were successful as an influencer or successful mm -hmm. in this guest and followers, a smart furniture company would be like, Oh, let's craft this for us. We love this. Like a smart one would, um, but, you know, I'm curious about a couple things. Is your side hustle actually making you any money? Or is it just making you famous or trying to make you famous? Like what's kind of, yeah, what's I, your, what's your, my theory is, is it's just pop. It's growing in popularity. Yeah, so you're, yeah, There's no money, no money. So like, think about why you're doing it. Are you doing it to be famous? And is your, is your passion the wood, the content, or is your passion doing the videos and the wood just happens to be, uh, your, uh, mm -hmm. what, what you're doing right now? Cause I think that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to be an influencer in the world of wood, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure you're going to get there by not being a master craftsman or yeah. just working in one thing. So if your passion is about wood, then you're going to mm -hmm. need to at some point break out to other woodworking companies, right? And you got to mm -hmm. really like rethink what you're doing. Um, so I'm a little, oh, I'm a little dubious that he's actually going to get any big traction being not without without sharing without like i don't know how much traction this person's going to get if he can't really show the technical aspects because he's stealing someone's ip and he's mm -hmm. not a master craftsman so i'm a little dubious that this thing even has legs oh i see what you're saying yeah well well i guess but if his passion is making lose. the videos if passion is yeah. doing videos or doing this then this is good practice but he can apply that then to other fields or everything about wood like i think there could be some room here but i think his his if he wants to become famous or mm -hmm. well known i think he needs to this is just probably a practice yeah i think that sounds right to me but at the same time it would also serve this small furniture maker as well oh Meaning yeah if, if they're yeah, going to be game for yeah. absolutely yeah. I, I don't see any downside for the furniture maker if in fact he he's, he keeps away as you said from that which is proprietary yeah. about what they do and maybe he could call his show morning wood yeah morning <laughs> 
Oh my God, that was so bad. I don't even know how to respond <laughs> oh, to that. So let funny. me just that's let me just funny. recap the answers that we gave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so his options are say nothing, keep going, right? Wait right. for the other shoe to drop. Shoot, this is a real right. thing. Uh, uh, say nothing, keep going, but make some uh, marketing videos that you can whip out just for this company. <laughs> yes, right, yes, right, and right. So, or go and have a conversation with the company right now. Show the little progress that you've had, and show how you could do that. Focusing on the mystique. Um, uh, yeah. So those are you know basically come clean or or do nothing, but be prepared. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I, it sounds interesting because I, I do think a lot of learning in the future is going towards these short videos. Oh my God. I, I Anybody under what, yeah. 30, they want to learn something, they go right to YouTube. Yeah, or TikTok. Or TikTok, TikTok is that's right. TikTok, TikTok is another is vehicle right for this. Yeah. That's so true. I see a market here yeah. for for this. And I think there would be something to this. But again, like you said, is it for this company or for himself for a lot of companies yeah. that he could deal with? I think so yeah. too. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Bam. All right. Bam. What would you do? <laughs> what would you do, Morning Wood? By the way, morning, not in good morning, but morning is in sad. Morning Wood. I think that would be a better way to say it. Actually, that's your title. Oh morning my God. wood. This is just getting worse and worse. Oh and no, worse. no! I, I love it. I love it. Morning wood. Oh my God! Stop saying. That's so good. Stop saying morning, morning wood. wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I'm going to uh, end this podcast now so that you yeah, don't no, say no. morning wood anymore. All right. So. Um, <laughs> Thank you to all the listeners today. Uh, thank you to our amazing, overworked, underpaid uh, producer, Mr. Jack Edinger. Uh, if you have a workplace question or cubicle dilemma or morning wood you can't get rid of, give, <laughs> <laughs> give us a shout. They have tills for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no question is too hard. No question is too easy. Lots of ways to reach us. Email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com or tweet us or connect with us on LinkedIn. Chris DeSantis, Mary Abijay, Cubicle Confidential people, we're everywhere. So until we see you next time, uh, be good, work hard, stay away from the wood. <laughs> <laughs> And if you, Chris, I can't. If you can't. If you can't, call us. All right. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>